Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. All right, back for another episode of Advantage Connors. Here are your hosts, as always, Brett and Jimmy Connors. I uh, want to just say... Thank you for everyone, all the listeners out there. We've had some great feedback on our last couple episodes with a couple guests, Dr. Richard Scheinberg, known orthopedic surgeon from Santa Barbara, and our regular buddy, Spencer Segura. Jimmy, what's going on up in Santa Barbara? I don't want to keep you long. I know you got a big golf tournament coming up tomorrow. How are you this evening? Uh, everything's good. I miss you, and and uh, I haven't seen you for a couple of weeks. We had a couple of good uh, uh, good pods and, and uh, well-received, which was great with our buddies, and and, uh, but yeah, I've got a, I got a big golf tournament tomorrow. I got to get some rest because I got to bring my, my good handicap. I got to go out and play well tomorrow. But, uh, the, what, what, a uh, what a reception we got for the last couple episodes. I'm uh, so episodes. I'm, I'm so happy that, uh, you know, our listeners got to, you know, get a little bit of the insight, you know, not only from Spencer and his knowledge of tennis, but also from Dr. Scheinberg and, you know, his knowledge and, and his reputation as an orthopedic surgeon and, you know, how he took care of me and, and many other uh, tennis players and athletes along the way. So it's uh, it's been a good couple of weeks. Yeah, it was fun having them on and uh, getting to play some golf and, and just be around them. And, and it's good, good, to, good, good to mix up the episodes. You know, it's fun me and you, but it's also fun to have on some some other opinions and some other points of view uh, to kind of mix it up for the audience. And and I think they liked it. But uh, big golf tournament tomorrow. Where is it home? Is it away? What's going on? It's in a way I'm, I'm uh, going to a new course, but uh, I'm, I'm trying to put together a game that travels brother. And you know how tough that is sometimes. So I'm going to a new course and I'm going to, I'm going to go up there with uh, some of my buddies and where are you going? Uh, we're going up to San Luis Obispo with, uh, uh, with a couple of buddies from the Montecito club. And it's about, uh, I guess it's about an hour and a half or so North of us. So I, I played it last year and, and we, we had a good result. So hopefully the, you know, that we got the same team going, so we're, we're ready for action. So it's going to be good. Do you think there will be any difference now that you are referred to as Montecito Club as opposed to the former Montecito Country Club that a lot of people have grown accustomed to out there? I don't know. It's the same bandits out of Montecito Club. <laughs> We're all the same bandits. The club uh, is really, the, the course has really turned out to be really good. Uh, it was closed down for three or four years for a redesign and they redid the clubhouse and uh, it, it's really turned out spectacular. But we still have a lot of the old members. I've been a member there uh, since 2000. So it's been 22, 23 years now. And, you know, with all my buddies who have been there, you know, 35 and 40 years uh, that I play golf with. But it's a, it's a new generation of young families mm -hmm. coming in with young kids. So it's not just a golf club anymore. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's family. Nice. Uh, and, uh, you know, which uh, which kind of changes things. But you know, for me, I go and I play the golf and spend some time with my buddies and, and, uh, that's, that's good enough. But, uh, you know, for the families, that's a great opportunity. Yeah. I think they're just trying to save money on embroidering 
when uh, it used to be MCC on all the clothes. Now, boom, MC. <laughs> Good point. You cut it yeah, in a that, third. You save some money. That, ex- that extra C, that's going to cost something, right? Right. Well, good luck tomorrow. You're going to have to fill us in, let you know what, what the team shoots, what the guys shoot. If you guys travel well, I'm sure you will. Bunch of sandbaggers you are. No, no, no. <laughs> Let's... Don't, 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 don't break me down like right. that. I think the, do the secret's out. <laughs> secret's out. <laughs> okay. All right, moving on to some professional golfers. Not that you guys aren't. Let's, uh, let's talk the PGA Championship. It's kind of surprising that, you know, we have all these majors so quick, back-to-back. Masters, PGA, and then U.S. Open here in a couple weeks. Brooks Kepka, we talked about it on our Masters wrap-up and a couple other shows that he had been kind of trending back. You know, he'd been hurt for a couple of years. He got married. Mm-hmm. You know, he likes to, you know, he enjoys his life away from golf is, is one way to put it. And, and then joining the LIV Tour, you know, getting runner-up at the Masters, uh, was able to come through, win his fifth major in a, in a pretty good tournament, had some uh, some other good storylines. Uh, but give me give me your take on, on the weekend and what you thought walking away from the from the event. Yeah, I mean, you 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 said you said it all right there, son. But uh, you know, the one thing I I liked is uh, you know the live is alive. Mm-hmm. You know the you know the the live players, uh, you know, are coming in and and uh, you know really playing some good golf. Uh, you look back at the Masters, Mickelson finishing second, and and now Kepka winning this one, and DeChambeau was up there. DeChambeau, you're right. So you know the the golf is, is so much fun for me to watch and and uh, to be a part of on the television, sitting on my couch with a soft drink in my hand. But but uh, if you look at it, look look at Kepka, and, and there's another storyline I want to get to. But look at Kepka. You know he he's won five majors now. How many has Rory won? Four. How many has Spieth won? Three. How many has Thomas won? One one maybe two. Two. How many is yeah. You look at a guy, and he—he's a major player. Oh yeah, you know to come through and and play in the majors, and and he gets up, and you know he came out and said, you know, he's joining the Live Tour for a reason, and you know it's it's a reason that everybody would have to stop and take a look at. I mean, I would think if somebody's throwing that kind of money at you, but to still take that kind of pride of performance in your game, that wherever you go on whatever tour to sack up and to play the kind of golf necessary to win. Not that he's going to win every time. I mean, I think I saw a stat where if you win 10% of the the times you go out and play, that's like huge, mm-hmm. you know, not, not that he's going to do that every time, but, but he sacks up and, and he wants to play good when it really counts. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, I get that, that that happens, you know, Rory is looking for, for one more to win a grand slam, right? He's not even coming close. Uh, I mean, he was he was two under. And I like Rory, and I like Rory. Rory tied for seventh. I mean, he was two under, so he was he was on you know on the leaderboard. He he didn't win, right. but but my my thing is is that that this guy steps up and and is is kind of overtaken a lot of the guys who have really been you know really pushed to the top of the heap. Mm-hmm. You know, from McElroy and and you know, I like Spieth too. I like Justin Thomas too. I. You know, I, 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 I like watching golf and I like yeah. watching a lot of the young guys and all that. But man, when, when it comes down to it, they, they call him uh, major Kepka, yeah. you know, that, you know, when it comes to the majors, he, he's, he's stepping up and, you know, that's a, that, you know, that's, that's a special trait, you yeah. know, and I keep going back that, you know, he gets criticized for saying, well, you know, I took the money. I don't see anything wrong with that either. No. I was in a position like that and somebody offered me that kind of money. I'd have to think twice. 
Yeah. You know, because because once once the golf is over, or once the tennis is over, do they really care? That's what that that's that's my my question. Yeah. Well, if you can do both, if you're able to play the majors and also play the other tour where like they've given you this big sum of money and that's what you want to do, then, you know, it seems like he can, you know, do both, you know, as long as. Right. They... Right. Right. Yeah. What's wrong with that? No, right? I don't What's think any, I don't that? think anything. I think, and, and to be honest, even wherever you fall on the conversation, it gives you something to talk about every week where it's like, you can point to the leaderboard and Cameron Smith was one under and, and like DeChambeau finished tied for fourth. Kepka wins it. Right. Uh, you know, who else is up there? Let me see. Patrick Reed is tied for 18th, you know, it's a tie for 20. There's like four or five guys right there. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you had to put your money on one guy going into any slam, I mean, I feel like what you'd have to go Kepka, you know, which makes, yeah. makes, it makes me feel silly for not betting him. Cause I bet him on the masters and he comes up short and then you knew it was like, you know, he was trending. He's going to probably be in contention a couple more slams this year and boom, he wins the next one. Right. But uh yeah man, he's he's good. That's not like you to to let something like that go. You 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 study that pretty good. Yeah, and, I blew and, it. Uh, for, for, yeah, well, that it's happens. All right. It happens. One, so. It happens. Hovland, Hovland another good slam. He was good in the Masters. Fellow yeah. Connors, Corey, the Canadian had a tough Sunday, shot 5 over uh to finish even tied for 12th. Um Scotty Scheffler, man, he just kind of he didn't play his best and still finishes, you know, tied for yeah. second. You know, he shoots five under on Sunday to finish two back. Um, he's a he's a, another kind of big game player who he just kind of goes out there, yeah. plays his game, and, and his game travels pretty well to every course. And he's fun to watch, too. How great would it be to know that, that you can go out to any course and look at it and say, eh, four under. Right. <laughs> you, you know, or, you know, how, you know it's, it's like going out on the tennis court and saying, yeah, you hit that shot. Yeah, I can hit that down the line on the line. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's amazing the the talent and the expertise and you know the conditions for the first two or three days of the the tournament weren't great. It was rainy and kind of crappy conditions there, and you know to to get through that was was pretty exciting. I I, I like watching that, uh, and and here's why. And I know I've said this before, but I like watching where five or six, six or seven, whatever under wins, not thirty under. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, because you know guys make mistakes you know nobody's perfect in anything and and to to come through and and to win a championship at i don't know what was it nine under i think won the yeah, championship nine. you know that that to me that's exciting because you you see that you know guys you know make bogeys or they make a double bogey and they but they come back and and they know how to bounce back and you know come back with a birdie or uh, you know or, or make three or four pars in a row to offset a lot of the the adversity that they faced and it's fun. It, mm-hmm. It's fun for me to watch. And, and, uh, yeah. Uh, and, and then I go out tomorrow and I've got, uh, my golf tournament to play and I'll, I'm going to try to do the exact same thing, you know, <laughs> I, but the only problem is they shoot 73 and I might shoot 93. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, they shoot 63. <laughs> well, 63. Right. But I'm saying on a bad day, oh, they yeah, might on, shoot a bad 70, day. on a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fun. It's, it's so much fun. It's a great time to be a golf fan, man. I mean, like despite the, you know, the controversy that gives you another angle and there's a lot of good young players to where there's enough good young players to spread it on two tours. I mean, I know the other tours and being maybe ratings wise successful, but the talent, you know, when you like take a player for player, there's a lot of really good players on the live tour. 
Um, and there's not a lot of time before they come here to LA down the street, LA country club hosting the U S open in about, what is it like three, maybe four weeks in the middle of June. Right. We, we, we might have to, you know, I mean, I know that's right around the, right around the corner from where you live and we might have to get some, some tickets to go see that. That'd be fun. Yeah. But, but I'll, I'll tell you one thing that I like watching. What, what about the, the PGA pro? Oh that, yeah. That, Block. Yeah. Mike, Michael Block. He, he turned that crowd upside down. Yeah. With his personality and with his charisma and his excitement just to be there and shit. He, and he was, he was paired with Rory and he said, Oh my God, I'm paired with Rory. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was like a dream come true for him. And correct me if I'm wrong, brother, but I think he is, you know, right, right down the coast from us in uh, near San Diego. Right. I think so. Yep. Yep. I think he's, he's down South just a little bit. He's from Reno, Nevada, 46 years old. Like you said, I think he made $150 an hour to get a, a lesson from the pro. I think that might be going up soon. <laughs> Just a little bit, you better, right? You, you better get in on it now while you can. Mm-hmm. Book them, book them now. How about the hole in one, though? I mean, the fact that he was yeah. already the Cinderella story all weekend, and then he gets paired with Rory, and he freaking dunks a hole in one on Sunday in front of the crowd. That was pretty fairy tale. Uh, have you ever heard a crowd go that crazy? <laughs> Not in golf, really. Uh, no. Yeah that that was amazing. The only the only challenge i would think to that would be what it was is is it 16 or or whatever in phoenix yeah at the waste management at the waste management where they go crazy if something great happens there but that that was so i was so excited for him because you know he um, he was just living a dream mm-hmm. and 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 i think uh, correct me if i'm wrong but i think i heard that he's got an invitation now to next week Mm-hmm. to play because because uh he says uh, i've heard the no i heard the noise from your hole in one you know where i think the next tournament's in canada and, and they said we've heard that noise and we'd like to invite you to come up and play in canada what a door opening experience <laughs> for a guy like that oh my god i'm so excited for him awesome so through yeah awesome. it was awesome. I, saw, I saw him put a picture up of his irons and his irons are like, ah, they gotta be 25 years old, 20 years old. They're like just these old worn in, you know, like with the perfect little ball mark in the middle of the grooves, uh, clubs, you know, that he's just been rocking for forever. Um, I was going to ask you a question. What do you think? It's, I think it's hard. I don't think, is there a tennis equivalent of what he, he did? Is there like a, a teaching pro out there that could try and, you know, qualify for the U.S. Open and and win a couple rounds or, or something like that? N- no, probably. Right. It, it's different with the golf because you're not playing the competitor. You're playing the course. Right. I, I, I think you're exactly right. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you go out. I mean, you're not worrying about the guy you're playing with. I know it's exciting to play with Rory and, and all that and, and the nerves of all that. But you're still you're playing the course and yourself in golf. And in tennis, you're playing yourself and you're playing in, in a in a space against an opponent who, you know, could be as good, if not better than you in all ways. And you're still trying to figure out a way to win. So uh, I, I think I, I think it's a, a little bit different. Uh, but, you know, but, but the mindset uh, is still the same that you, you still got to go out and perform and you still got to go out and be your best and 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 do what you you know you can do mm-hmm. if that's good enough then then okay and if it's not good enough then it's not i mean right. you can't you you can't keep fighting who you're playing against and all that you're you're only you yeah 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 you know and and i keep going back 
you know, I mean, I, I can go back and tell a story about what uh, what your grandma told, told me, you know, over the course of my lifetime. Don't try to be any better than you are. You know, mm-hmm. that should be good enough. And and if that's not good enough, then then the other guy is better. You know, but come back and be just you. You know, don't don't. She always told me, you don't have to be Gonzalez. You don't have to be Segura. You don't have to be anybody else but you and 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 go and do that the best that you can and and uh whatever comes comes and yep. and uh you know that that's what i that's what i see you know that uh that this guy did he went out and he wasn't trying to be anybody else but him yep. uh, and and his charisma his passion you know his his, his excitement about being there oh my yeah. god it sucked you in you know, I mean, I couldn't wait to see him. Don't go to anybody else. Show me him, you know, which uh, which was great. Yeah. I might even go down there and take a lesson from him. I yeah. don't know. That would be pretty fun. That'd be cool. Get him yeah. on the pod. Have him talk about the experience. Yeah, that would be fun, right? Yep. That would be great. That'd be awesome. But uh, we'll talk more about the U.S. Open when we get closer. We'll do a little preview with the odds uh, in a couple weeks. But do you want to move on to some tennis here? A little tennis? French Open starts Sunday. We have to? Yeah, yes, we do. Just a little bit. Uh, French Open starts Sunday, oh, okay. so <laughs> we'll go over the odds. But I wanted... <laughs> so, yeah, I'm good with it. I'm good. Uh, I want to say one thing. Medvedev wins on clay in Rome. Yeah. How about it? You know, it's supposed to be, you know, not him, not his surface that, uh, you know, he had never come through and, and won a big tournament on clay before. Now... He's an all-around player. Mm-hmm. Don't you don't you consider that? I, oh, yeah. I would think so. I mean, you have to rethink that that uh, narrative for sure. I mean, he doesn't just win a clay tournament; he wins a Masters one thousand. You know, he, he wins an event that had Joker and Alcaraz. Uh, you know, both uh, both in the draw. Um, so yeah, man, it was it was fun to see. You know, because you kept waiting for him, thinking you know he's played this guy. This guy's probably better in clay than him. No, he wins, keeps winning. Um, and he be, he, re, he beat Sitsipas the last time he played Sitsipas, right. uh, Pass did this little dance, you know, like on match point after he beat him. And, and then like immediately after match point, Medvedev does like a little dance, almost like kind of in your face. <laughs> so that was, <laughs> that was kind of oh, fun. So, wait, is, isn't it uh, in the old days, they'd call that gamesmanship. <laughs> that's a good thing. Watch out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing is right. <laughs> but, but it was fun. It was fun to see. You know him, him come through and and uh, you know get that uh, Masters one thousand on clay and and you know now he's got to be going into uh, to Rome uh, from Rome to to Paris with some great confidence, don't you think? Yeah, Dal's out. Yeah, we got to talk uh, about that too. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, with Medvedev, I think uh, that makes it twenty tournaments uh, in twenty different cities, which is uh, pretty crazy. You got to figure at some point he's going to double up in a city he's won before. He's he's too good a player. He's back up to two in the world uh, with the current rankings wow. after his yep. win. Um, let's see, he's won five titles on the year. He's thirty nine and five. He's the match wins wow. leader. He's got to be. Uh, that gives him twenty titles uh, overall now. So. Yeah, I just it, it's good to see just because you know he's a better player than that, but to see him prove it, you know, I don't know what if it, you know, what how that's going to translate when he gets three to three out of five in in Paris, but uh, I definitely think it's it's a good you know boost for him and and uh, you know you're gonna have to rethink him in the future on the clay courts. Yeah, yeah, you got you got to give him a shot now uh, at uh, any time he goes in there and serves it up on you know, on any surface. Uh, uh, we still know that uh, the hard courts are his favorite. We'd have to think, but you know, with this, 
win. I, you know, to me, yeah, getting that first win on clay like this is is, is big because it it le- it allows you to feel that you're an all around player now. You know that that your game, you know, is like we talk about golf. Well, you, does your golf game travel? His game travels. Mm-hmm. It travels to hard courts. It travels to indoors. It travels to you know, to clay. You know, what about grass? Is it going to travel to grass? We'll find out soon. But we got to stop in Paris along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and you're right. Three out of five. It's a different animal. You know, the conditioning is different. You know, the the clay at uh, Rolling Garros is different. The Terrebat too. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's such a it's such a different feeling there. But uh, certainly going in, you know, and I keep saying confidence and and belief in yourself and your game is important for that because uh, you know going uh, and playing three out of five. And I know Nadal's not in, but still you got Djokovic, you got Tsitsipas, you got Rune, you got Rublev, you've got. Uh, Zarev going down the line. He's still got to get through the tournament, mm-hmm. and that's not not going to be easy. So, uh, if, if he can keep his wits about him, and and not think that, oh wait a minute, I, I just did this. That's good enough. Yeah, you know, it's never good. It's never good enough. You know, that's what what he did in Rome is done. It's over. You know, it, it's a it's a blurb in your mind if 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 you're looking to continue to be the best. Yeah. You know, that was my job then. Here's my job coming now. And mm. and if he looks at that way, then uh, you know, and plays with uh with the confidence that he did, then it's gonna be fun to watch. Be fun be a fun event. Yep, definitely. He, he's gotta be near favorite, doesn't he? Uh we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Oh don't you worry. Wait, am I am I jumping ahead you of you? Jump in the gun. We'll get to our little French open preview. <laughs> but uh a little bit more a little more on med. He's had a, a good little run here on clay, but just just the run he had to win, excuse me, to win Rome. Uh listen to this. He has Rusavori first round straights, Zapata Marias. Uh, good clay quarter, Spanish guy, the one guy who pushes him to three sets. Then he gets mm-hmm. Zverev. Zverev, he beats in straights. He beats Zverev in Monte Carlo. So twice Zverev, who you think would be better on clay than him. Hoffman, who's a good clay quarter, but, you know, ranked 101. Then he gets Sitsipas, avenges that last loss. I think it was in Cincinnati in straights, 7-5, seven, 7-5. Five, seven, five. And then he gets Runa mm-hmm. in the finals, who's Runa keeps, you know, keeps winning. This guy's a force. We'll talk a little bit about him, but, uh, he he avenges a loss to Runa and Monte Carlo. That's who got him in Monte Carlo. So, you know, I like that, uh, he's starting to show some consistency and he's starting to get some wins over not just top hundred guys, but guys in the top 15, 20 kind of, you know, that that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you're, you're right about Runa. I, uh, that, uh, I mean, his, his last, what is it? Three or four, four or five, uh, tournaments have been amazing. Uh, did he won Monte Carlo? No, he uh, Rublev won Monte Carlo. He lost in the finals to yeah. Rublev there, and then he right. he, he okay. won Munich. He won the next week in right. Munich, and then he makes the final again in Rome. So he makes two Masters one thousands in a row finals. Wow, that's pretty impressive. And and you know playing playing against good players along the way too. And and uh, you know he he's got a, he's got a breakthrough and win one of those one of those big. I mean he's won. He tournaments. won Paris. He I won. know, I, I know he did, but he's got to come through and and uh, win one of these now, and and so that the Grand Slams that are coming up, he's got a great opportunity to, you know, with Paris, he, oh, should, yeah. he should be playing with confidence too. Yeah, I mean, he's six you know, with, six in the world now. You know, I mean, like he's starting. I mean, he's winning, and he's one of the more consistent guys to where, like, you know, he's a sh- he's got a shot to win slams. You know, right now, I feel like. 
So let me ask you one thing. What, what about Zarev? What's, what, what's happened to him? He was at uh, the top of the heap for a while. He was our conversation, you know, yeah. almost, uh, you know, every pod is, is he, he got hurt. He got hurt. Okay. He was, he got hurt. Remember in that semi against Nadal last year and he wheelchaired off, came back out with the crutch and, and had to forfeit or, you know, retire. Oh. And then he just battled with that. He's, I keep waiting for him to kind of turn it back on a little bit where, you know, you know, he's better than, than this ranking and everything. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. He's, I think he's in, you know, he's dropped into the like high twenties, his ranking and, and he has semifinal points to defend at the French. So if, if he goes out before the semis, he'll drop out of the top, you know, I don't know, 30 or 40, but he's working his way back. He's just trying to figure it out. He needs to get his serve figured out. Uh, you know, his serve kind of leaves him at, at important times in the match, his second serve. So we'll see. But well, one other thing about Rome. What about our girl, Rabakina? Huh? Well. I mean, she just wins uh, again, I mean, wins another yeah. Masters 1000. Not bad. Hasn't she been one of the favorites of this pod for a while? Mm-hmm. Well, how, how, about, yeah, so. how about at the beginning of the year, everyone's saying it's Iga and everyone else. We were thinking, you know, well, if anybody's going to do it, it'd be Sabi and, and Rabakina, you know, kind of the most right. consistent, you know, big hitters, you know, similar games. And since then, they've all been just carving it up. You know, uh, Swiatek, Rabakina, and Sabi each take one of the big clay courts. Stuttgart, Ego wins. Sabi wins Madrid in the altitude. And then uh, Elena wins this last week. Um, she beats Swiatek again. So that's three times in yep. a row this year. Swiatek had to retire, but she was up a set and a break. That's kind of crazy. I mean, you know, to to beat uh, uh, Swiatek like that three times in a row, uh, I mean, that's uh, that that proves where your game is mm-hmm. because you know she she she's number one, you yeah. know, and 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 going up against number one and and uh, bringing it every time like that, you know, a lot a lot of players go into number one and they go, ooh, should I, you know, sh- you know, they're they're meek. You know, they don't go in, you know, with the confidence and, you know, the feeling that, you know, yeah, she's number one, but I'm, I should be here and this, this should be my spot and I'm going to take this over, you mm-hmm. know, and it feels like, you know, the, the, the chiefs got the feeling that, you know, I, I got, I got a great opportunity here, so I'm going to take advantage of it and, uh, you know, playing like it. But I mean, how, how good is Paris going to be with the three of them? Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I think it's awesome now that there's these three players. You know, you still have Pagula up there and, and, you know, players like Garcia. But when you look at the top 10, you know, where you think like it's Kasakina, Sakari, Jabor, Coco. And then the, you think about how consistent the other three have been. It's, you know, it's like on another level. It's like, you know, there's levels here. And, uh, you know, obviously those other players can jump up and, and win at any time. But I think you're right that these three have separated themselves from the rest of the field when, when you're previewing and, and looking at any, any tournament. They go to the top of the list. But I like that, you know, that uh, Elena doesn't back down. You know, she was down a set in a break on clay to Iga. And that's Iga's surface. She could have easily just been like, whatever, I won the last two hard courts. This is her surface, you know, give it, you know, whatever, you know, throw in the towel. But, you know, breaks back, you know, wins the second set. And then, you know, played played enough to where played Iga into an injury. You know, she was playing hard, pushing her into the corners and, and started to dictate more and, and take control of the match. And even though Iga, you know, stayed out there and, and, and tried to grit it out to two all, you, you kind of felt that is if they kept playing that, that Rabakina was going to win the match. So, yeah. So let me let me ask you this. Is this the the three women that are the Dow, Djokovic and Federer of, of ladies tennis? 
I mean, I think right now do, they do are. Do you see that? Is that what you see? I mean, I think for right now, definitely they are, you know, like for wow. this year, for the last year, calendar year, because when you look at the rankings, you know, Swiatek's got a good lead, but she's only about 1400 points up on Sabby now, where it was a huge right. lead at the beginning of the year. And then Rabakina is four, you know, 3000, 4000 behind, but that's because her Wimbledon points don't count from last year. So if, you know, you throw those, whatever right. it is, 2000 points there all of a sudden she's only like a thousand or, or 1200 behind. So mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, it's really exciting just cause you know, f when we lost Barty, you're thinking, Oh, now Iga's just going to dominate and clean up. And, and she is, she's doing, you know, she's, she wins a lot, but she's, you know, got these two players now that she's got to deal with and, and it's makes for some exciting tennis. Yep. Fun to watch. I'll be, I'll be looking forward to Paris. And, and uh, you, know, you said it uh, just a few minutes ago, Brad, uh, Paris is a different animal. So three out of five and, and uh, over a two week period. And, you know, you, you got to learn how to pace yourself and, you know, not only your game, but your emotions and your, your life and, and everything over the two weeks of a tournament like that, especially on clay where the points are so long. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I know they're long on all surfaces now because of the equipment and because of the way they change the surfaces and the ball and all that, but uh, on the clay at the Terabatu of Paris, Things slow down quite a bit. You you have to go out there. You have to be prepared in all ways, mentally, physically, emotionally. Uh, you know to to go and and be prepared to win. Uh, you know I say three out of five. That's the men. Two out of three for the women. But still, it's a uh, you know it's an amazing test of tennis. It's a grind. You know, and 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 I I say that about Paris because I used to love Paris. I don't really care about fair the tournament because they screwed me somewhere along the way. <laughs> But, uh, you know, but but I always liked going there and playing and getting dirty uh, yeah. and, and uh, playing on that clay and coming off there knowing that, uh, you know, my shoes, my socks, my my shorts, my shirt, everything, you know, from from that clay was dirty. That meant I was working hard and, and I and I was, you know, given everything I had grinding, you know, trying to get through these matches. And, uh, you know, it was a fun tournament, you know, what, what, whatever my emotions are towards it, that's one thing. But. Still, it was uh, the, the crowds and, and the fans in Paris were amazing. Yep. Yeah, I know you always loved playing in front of the fans when your last, you know, match there, when you went off against Chang, you, uh, you know, I, I could tell how much they meant to you and, and, and you meant to them. Kind of funny because, you know, your game, obviously you were a great clay court player, but never winning the French. You, did, you had a, a game that was more flat, more, you know, that worked better on hard surfaces or, or that had a lower bounce, right? So the clay bounce is higher. So technically your game didn't match up as great for it, but I feel like your mentality, you're like a clay quarter. You're a grinder. You're one of those guys who's like, look, I don't, I don't care. Like I'm punching in the clock when I step on this court and I'm not punching out until it's done, you know? And, uh, like you said, I always remember being a kid and, and you would play the matches and you would always wear like two layers of socks, you know, and like the clay would get on all the sock and, you know, on your pants and your shirt and, you know, on everything you'd fall or you'd dive for a ball and you'd be a mess coming off there. And <laughs> yeah, but wasn't that fun? Oh my God. I, you know, I, I, the dirtier I was, the, the better I liked it. And, but I look back and a great friend was Rene Lacoste, uh, who was one of the original uh, uh, musketeers of France, the four musketeers, the great tennis players of, uh, mm -hmm. of the day. And, and he, he invented uh, the T2000. 
that uh, that I played with from uh, from Wilson Sporty Goods back in in uh, you know my early mm-hmm. days and you know throughout the course of my career. And I remember one story that he was watching me play, and and he would always tell me, he says Jimmy, he says you don't have to be so perfect, you know, you know, don't you don't have to hit every line. <laughs> and I would tell him, I would say, but Mr. Lacoste, that's my game, you know, that's me, that's the way I play. And 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 I I was just telling a friend uh, the other day about this story that uh, I was playing uh, a, a good young Frenchman uh, in the early rounds of Paris, and he was watching me play. During the match, I was down two sets to love and a break in the, in the third, and there was a commotion up in the box behind, and, they, and it was Mr. Lacoste. And, and they came, and, and he was taken and uh, you know, gotten out of the box, and, and uh, I ended up winning the match. I was down a break, and I ended up winning three sets to two. And afterwards I call uh, his wife and I say, Mrs. Lacoste, I said, I, I said, is everything okay with Mr. Lacoste? He's, and he says, no, but he would like to talk to you. So I said, oh, oh, you know, and it was always a pleasure for me to talk to him. He was such a gentleman and, and uh, you know, I was, uh, it turned out to be such a friend. And, and I called him and I said, Mr. Lacoste, what happened? Are you okay? He says, Jimmy, he says, I, you, you make me so nervous when you play. I can't watch you play anymore. You give me heart attack. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and, 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 he, and, and so that's when he took me aside and he says, you don't have to hit the lines every time. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to be patient and you have to, you know, Borg was patient. Vilas was patient. Hagaris was patient. You know, I was patient to a point, And then I said, no, that's just not me. <laughs> yeah, you know, and 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 that and and back then, you know, playing in Paris, it was mud, you know, with with heavy tree torn balls. So you couldn't force the action back then, as probably you might be able to a little bit more today. But but uh, you know, I I, I I'll never forget that story because spending time with Mister Lacoste and and you know hearing his stories and you know every you know his reputation and everything and and I went out there with uh to to see him many times with uh with your godfather and and my my really good friend Ili Nastasi and and to sit and have lunch with him uh was such a pleasure to to just to be around him and and you know from from the days and what made tennis and how tennis grew and you know where it was at the time and where he thought it was going and everything was an was an amazing time for me and and uh Christ, I'll never forget it. Amazing. Definitely one of the great tennis minds when you look back at the history of tennis. Uh, you know, contributes so much with the clothing company and his, uh, the, you know, the, the, what is it, the Musketeers and, and, and his rackets, yeah. the but technology. You forget about and, that. He, he was the original crocodile. Right. He was the crocodile, you know, from IZOD and, and you know, the, the imprint that, that, uh, that he has left on the game, you know, with, you know, in tennis and also golf. Yeah. You know, his... His daughter uh, was one of the great uh, amateur golfers of all time. I think she might have won the U.S. Open at, at one time. So I mean, I, I might be wrong. I'm going to have to go back and look at that. But I know she was an amazing golfer. So you know, and it was not only tennis that he was involved in. But you know, I remember going in, into you know his apartment with uh, you know with uh, with Nastasi, and you know he had a room uh, just just for to hit. Uh, create uh, tennis experiences or a golf club or a new ball or, or anything in one room in his apartment. It was amazing. It was an amazing time. 
mm-hmm. you know, times that, you know, I, I, I play it back in my mind, Brett, you know, I, I, if, if, if I would have been thinking about it at the time, I should have been taking every picture I could have, you, you know, of, of that and, and the times with him and, you know, all my friends that, uh, you know, and, and people that I had met over the years, I, I wish I would have, uh, thought more about that. So I could have documented all that. I didn't do it. Uh, I, I was, you know, an ass and, 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 uh, I don't, I don't say that lightly. I, you know, I just, you know, because I was so involved in my tennis and trying to be, you know, what I tried to be, which was the best, uh, uh, you know, at, at, at the game that, uh, I, I didn't take advantage of a lot of those opportunities. And that's one I regret right there. Yeah. Uh, you're right. I, pu- I pulled it up right here. Daughter of the crocodile. Catherine Lacoste proved that she is a pretty fair chip off the old niblick. <laughs> firing yeah, rounds of pretty good. Firing rounds of 71, 70, 74, and 79. And on Sunday, she whipped a field of 56 pros to become the youngest player and first amateur and first foreigner ever to win the U.S. Women's Open. There it is. Wow. There it is. Yep. P- pretty cool. Just uh, imagine every racket is made out of wood. You know, it's everything is this one way and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do a metal one, you know, and what that must have taken and, you know, how different that was. And people probably told them, no, this isn't going to work. It's going to be too heavy. No one's going to be able to carry it. The sweet spot's too small, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then it happens to just fall into the right hands and bingo. But, 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 but I, I was 12 years old. I was 12 years old when I saw that racket. And, and, and I said, uh, I, I remember the gentleman's name. Uh, he was a great friend of your grandmother's. His name was Jack Staten that worked for uh, for Wilson Sporting Goods, and it was in Florida at the Orange Bowl, and it was a prototype. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 I and, and I heard him hitting the ball, and I went over and I stood at the fence, and I looked at uh, looked at my mom. I said, "I got to have that racket. Why why do you want that racket?" I said, "Look at it shine." <laughs> I didn't I didn't care how it played. Look at it shine. You know, and and so she went up to Mr. Stanton and and said, you know, is there any way that we can get you know a couple of those rackets? My son would like to to play with those. And says, well, it's a prototype. We don't know. And and a number of weeks later, a package comes. I got two rackets in the mail. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Yeah, uh, <laughs> two T two thousands in the mail. That and the rest is history. That's you know, awesome. That, that that was an extension of my left arm for you know you know my long whole time. career long it was time. amazing yeah amazing every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer put lifelock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss plus with a u.s based restoration specialist on your team you won't have to face drained accounts fraudulent loans or other losses from identity theft alone all backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. All right, let's talk a little bit more about the French Open, just to kind of preview it a little bit. we got to talk about the big story, the main story. 14-time champion Rafael Nadal. Rafa will not be there uh, the injury he's been trying to work back from, not going to be able to do it. Wasn't able to enter any of the prelims. Come, you know, leading up, 
we we ran some footage a couple weeks ago of him on the practice court, just you know hunched over. You could tell he was out there freaking trying his heart out to to come back and and get back out there, and he was just doubled over in pain. So tell me your thoughts, what it's going to be like, you know, he's, he's had to pull out before, you know, mid tournament, but you know, we're so used to seeing him there being right at the top of the favorites and, and not to have his name up there and, and not to have him there. What, what's that going to be like? Yeah, certainly it's a hit to the tournament. Uh, you know, the, you know, the 14 uh, time champion not being there and, and uh, not defending and, and being a part of, uh, you know, all the festivities and everything like that is certainly hit the, the tournament. But, you know, you know, as we've talked about this many times, Brett, or, uh, nobody's going to ever beat age, you know, and, and injuries. And, and it's, it's how you deal with that uh, along the way and, you know, what it takes. I mean, he's, uh, he's obviously, uh, he doesn't pull out of play court events, for no reason at all. Mm. Uh, you know, he wants to play. He wants to get his game and his conditioning in order to play the French because that's really, you know, my focus was on the U.S. Open. His focus, uh, as you can tell, for 14, you know, championships at the French was on on winning the French. Mm-hmm. You know, for him not to be able to, to do that, you know, something seriously, there's a serious problem there. Uh, that he has to take care of. And I saw that he says that uh, 2024 uh, is going to be his last year if he gets there. Yeah. Thing, things happen. And, you know, every the way he's played, you know, I, I identify with that. I, I see that, you know, the way he played and the effort that uh, he put into every shot and never letting a ball go by and, you know, breaking his back to – you know, to give the show and, and the people what they're, you know, what they're there for and, and, and to, you know, and, and to walk out there every time knowing that he's, he's the one that everybody's gunning for and, and to try to raise his game to that level. I know that I've been there, you know, been there, done that. It's, it's not easy. So when it comes down, you know, to a time like this, you, you know, I mean, decisions have to be made yeah. and, you know, for, for him to, uh, to pull out, you know, he doesn't want to go out in, in, to go into that tournament being half-assed. No, he doesn't. You know, he doesn't want to do that. That's not him. That's not his style. So, you know, for him, I mean, it's got to be a tough, uh, a tough pill you. to swallow. It's got to be a tough pill to swallow for him to pull out of that for sure. Yeah. Let me ask you this. I mean, if he says next year is going to be his last year, <clears throat> he turns thirty-seven in June, so he'll be thirty-eight next year's French Open and uh, for the summer. Uh, you know, the Olympics are in Paris next year, which means they will be held at Roland Garros. So the French Open and the Olympics will be at Roland Garros. Don't you kind of uh, relate to him? Doesn't he feel like a little bit, I know he's a, few, a couple years younger, but doesn't it feel like this is Nadal's version of when you blew your wrist out and then had to go away, get it taken care of, take that time away, rehab, and then come back kind of with all your hopes, you know, back set on 91, the summer of 91, and then getting back to the U.S. Open? Yeah. I mean, you, you, nobody likes to be told to leave. You know, you want to go out on your own terms, right or wrong, good or bad, successful or not. Do you want to be able to go out saying that I I, I went out, you know, I, I played one year too long. I, you know, I, I wasn't healthy enough. I wasn't in shape enough or whatever. But at least you're going out on your own terms, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and to be... You know, to have an injury, to be told that that's being told well, you're done, you can't play, you know, and I, you know, I, I kind of, I look at him and, and, and kind of respect him even more for saying, you know, I'm going to shut it down and I want to do everything I can, you know, for the next six months, 
you know, and that's tough, Brad. I mean, you know, we were living in Connecticut, you know, for that uh, six months when I couldn't play. That's that's tough. I mean, that's, you know, mentally and, you know, it's draining and it, it's uh, stressful. And, you know, are you going to come back? What's it going to take? What do I need to do? Is it going to get better? There's so many questions that go through your mind as you're sitting there staring off into space. Yeah. And then like the time is like triple valuable, right? Towards the end of your career, where like six months yeah. when you're 36, 37, 38 isn't the same as six months when you're, you know, 28 or 25 or whatever. You You just said a mouthful right there. You said it all right there. If he was 27, 28, I'd say, give him a year, give him two years and he'll come back. And because that's just him, that's his attitude, you know, but not now, not now. Yeah. You know, your, your, your body is taking an awful lot, uh, your, and your mind, your mind and body. So, you know, it, it's a, it's a tough call, but uh, you know, I, I know what I went through and, and I didn't want to be told to stop. I was willing to do anything. We had Doc Scheinberg on, he, you know, he did it. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he told me what needed to be done and I was willing to do that. Now, you know, was that right or was it wrong? But for me, it was right. Well, you had nothing yeah, to lose, know, right? A little nothing bit. Nothing to lose. That's exactly right. I had nothing to lose and, and neither does he. Right. Take the time, get healthy, try to get as healthy as you can. And, and if it works, good luck. That's exactly. It. I mean, if he's not right now, it just means that it's not timing out for this specific date where we're all like, well, it has to be ready for like the beginning of June right now. But it's just like, well, hey, man, it might take me another month or three or six or whatever. And then if he happens to get back and then he's good to go in January of next year or February, even, you know, he's going to he's going to make his schedule, probably pick and choose the spots he wants to, knowing it's probably his last year, you know, play the prelims here and there and the big events that he loves. And he's won so many times, you know, and just see how it goes, you know, and it's it's uh, it's, it's just kind of delaying you know, we're just delaying the outcome. Like, you know, is he going to come back and be good? Or, you know, is, is this injury going to be the thing that takes him out? We hope not. You there's, know? there's one thing that's inevitable. His time, uh, uh, his time, Djokovic's time, Federer's time, Connors, McEnroe, Borg, Laver, Rosewall, Gonzalez, you know, what, what the future, uh, whatever, your time will eventually come to an end. You know, it, it, there, there's, there's always an end mm-hmm. uh, and, and it's just, it's just how you treat everything that comes up to that, you know, and, and, and how it works out for you and, and what it takes for you to call your own ending. That, mm-hmm. that to me was the most important thing. I called my own ending and I was lucky. I was lucky, you know, to to have uh, had a successful surgery and to go back and to have had, you know, a great 11 days and, you know, whatever. Calling your own ending is important, not not for the moment, but for the rest of your time, you know, to look back and say, not only did I look at look at my record, but I called my own ending and said, you know, that's enough. I did everything I could to be as good as I could for as long as I could be. And this is this is how it ended, and I'm I'm good with that. And and listen, I'm I'm rooting for him. You know, I'm I'm rooting for him to come back and be successful, no mm-hmm. matter you know what it takes, because he's been way way too good for the game. Oh yeah, way too good. And and you know his performance and his grit and his grind and you know his passion, you know to to go out and, and to give the show. Mm-hmm. You know every time he walked out there. Uh, you know, that, that to me, you know, is, is what it's all about. And I, I'm, I'm rooting for him that he goes out the way he wants to 
win or lose. And uh, yeah, I'm rooting for him. Yep. I'm going to flip it. I'm going to look at it like it's a good thing. He's just taking some time to get right. He looks at la- next year as his last year. He has the chance to come back. What are the odds that the freaking Olympics are going to be at Roland Garros? So he'd have the chance to, to win two titles there the same summer. And then that could be his ending. So, you know, that would be a good time to walk away and say bye. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Wouldn't it? Yep. That, yep. Wouldn't that be exciting? Right That'd off into that sunset for sure. I don't want to keep you for long. Let's just go over the odds real quick. I know we kind of did it a little bit with Spencer, but men's side, that makes Alcaraz the favorite, plus 125. Joker right behind him at about plus 190. Then Runa. Runa has shot Mm -hmm. himself up to third in the order of ranking, plus 700. Sits the eight to one. I want to ask you one thing before you go any further. Do you think he's burnt out? Do you think he's tired? Uh, I don't think he's burnt out. I don't, uh, but I, I think he's one... Uh, you know, I think he's someone who could contend for the title, but also might, you know, slip up and lose to somebody early. Not, you know, not early, but, you know, if he loses in the third round to a good clay court player, I wouldn't be like super duper, like upset, shocked kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Just because he's still so young. You know what I mean? He's 19. And then you go to three out of five. It becomes a little different. And then, right. you know, like his his Grand Slam success isn't the same as his two out of three success. And, you know, and it's one of those things where we see that a lot with players where, you know, can they make the jump to, to winning these matches, these tough, long matches against really good players in three out of five. So mm-hmm. Medvedev winning has been uh, horrible for his odds. As he goes to 14 to one where he was probably like 30 something to one last week. Sinner 14 mm-hmm. to one. Rude 16 to one. Last year's finalist getting a pretty good number. Rublev 30 to one. Monte Carlo champs. Zverev 33 to one. And then it goes down from there. So what do you think? You got pretty much Felix and Joker at the top. They'll probably be on opposite sides of the draw. And then it'll shake out from there once we see the draw this week and on Friday, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of, I wonder about the health of uh, Novak. Uh, You know, his, uh, how he's feeling. And uh, I know, let's see, I think he made it to the quarters of Rome. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, for him... Runa beat him, yeah. Runa beat him, right? But he, but he's he's done well against him the last number of times too. But mm-hmm. but I just wonder if his health, you know, how he's feeling and if he's healthy. Him getting to the quarters doesn't give him quite enough matches, I don't think. <laughs> you know, and, and we talk about it all the time that you know you can practice all you want, but nothing's better than playing matches. So mm-hmm. uh, I I think his number. I don't know. I I don't know if I take a chance on that at the moment right now. But Runa, I like. Uh, uh, Rublev, I like. Alcaraz, uh, kind of, uh, he, he plays a lot. And also, you know, he gets injured, you know, in, on and off injured. Uh, and three out of five is a, is a different animal, as you, as you say all the time. So it's going to be interesting to see how he handles that on the clay. See, I think he's okay three out of five. I feel like he's kind of proven it a little bit more than Runa, having won the, won the Open and you know, won a couple matches in five along the way. Well, uh, tell me, who would you like? Who who who's your pick? Uh, it's tough. You're not getting much value. Both guys just almost pretty much even money. But you got to think that you know to beat those two top guys. I th- I think Djokovic will be able to play himself into a little bit of shape. You know, as long as he doesn't, he, he's not going to face one of these young gun guys who can you know kind of hit him off the court a little bit until later rounds. So I feel like he'll be able to you know get three three four matches under his belt and kind of work himself in, but it, it, yeah, you're right. Is he healthy? You know, I hope he is just so we have a, a competitive tournament with everybody who wants to 
to be there playing healthy. It's tough. I mean, I, Rude has good value just because you're like, well, he made the finals last year. He's 16 to one. Right. He's not playing great tennis this year, though. He made a decent run making the semis last week in Rome, losing to Runa in the semis in three. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough. I, I just, I don't really have anybody. I mean, Sid C at eight to one, he's made the finals here before, you know, he was up two sets on, on Joker before losing it. I don't know. It's, it's tough. I just you know, want to kind of want to go over it a little bit. The odds don't really have any picks. I, I got, I, let me throw out one question to you. Would, go you, for would it. you take Djokovic and, and Alcaraz against the field? Yes. Would you? Yes, for oh. sure. Both of oh. them. Oh, yeah, well, I think I'm, so. We, we 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 might we might have to have a a, a little wager friendly uh, fiver because well a fiver and <laughs> and, and uh, if I win I I get a shot aside how's that ooh okay that's ooh. A, that's a deal I'll take it <laughs> okay all right yeah I'm giving you those two against the field you got it okay there, there good we luck go. good luck sir okay let's move yes, on sir. let's move on to the Wimbledon odds real quick and then I know we want to talk a couple TV topics before we go give you guys something to watch out there in TV land I love seeing this top three odds we got Iga she's minus she got a lay for her minus 137 savvy plus 350. That Madrid win kind of kind of hurt her odds. She was more up around eight to one. I feel like before that happened, now that uh, jumped her up a little bit. And Elena Rabakina eight to one. And then I feel like this has some some value. Krejcikova, good clay court p- player. She's won the French before. She's getting fourteen or fifteen to one. Um, you got Bedosa mm-hmm. sixteen to one. My girl Yelena Ostapenko, the queen, twenty to one. Uh, Corey wow. Go- uh, Coco Golf twenty two to one. Last year's runner up. Jabor twenty two to one. Yeah, she's what, what, she's what been hurt. I would say, what do you what do you think of her? She's uh, she's been a little dry on the clay, hasn't she? Coco, yeah, she her year hasn't been that consistent yet. She's uh, you know, she's dangerous anytime. You know, she's she's able to to. She's kind of streaky. I feel like she she gets hot and starts winning a lot of matches. I just don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how she reacts with all the points to defend. She made the finals last year, so um, mm-hmm. you know, got a lot of points there, so. Uh, but I think it's those top three. Any Americans you see outside of Coco that uh, can contend? I mean, you got to think Pagula, anytime she's in a draw, can can make a run. I mean, you can think she's if she can make a quarter, that's contending. And, and I think she could definitely make a quarter. It's just we're, we're waiting for her to kind of have that big kind of breakthrough in a slam. You know, where Rabakin and mm-hmm. Sabi have kind of had it and, and uh, you know, we're waiting kind of for her. She's this, you know, she's four in the world. I think she's, she's a great player and, and she's one of the most consistent players on tour. And, uh, you know, I would, I would love to see her make the jump and make a semi or a final or even, you know, or even win. But uh, I mean, she's getting 28 to one. So if, if you like her, you're getting a pretty good, uh, pretty good number there. Right. It's going to be interesting because, uh, you, you know, as we always say, the, uh, the grand slams are, are different, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the whole atmosphere, the whole two weeks, the uh, the fortnight, as they say in it, uh, in, in England, your your emotions and your, your conditioning, and you know the way you handle the traffic and the way you you know e- everything, you know your eating habits and your sleeping habits and everything, mm-hmm. you know comes into it because it's you know and, and I know the Masters one thousands are ten days and two weeks, but they're not three out of five. Mm-hmm. You know, for the men, and and you know, and it's it's different for the women also. You know, hundred, you know, the the amount of players in the draw, and you know, and and uh, days off, and and maybe two days back to back. You know, things in, enter into uh, winning Grand Slams that you cannot foresee. 
and it's how you handle all of that that uh, that that turns out to you know uh, be the difference if you mm-hmm. win or lose. And you know, I, I said I, I remember. You know, I, I had OCD, and I I remember you know leaving and and to go out to play uh, you know the the semis or, or the finals of Wimbledon, and I had to make a turn on a different street because of traffic, and I had to tell the guy to turn back, you know, and <laughs> and, and take my take my route. Superstitious, uh, you, superstitious, yeah, right? You yeah. know, and and <laughs> you know, but you know, I, you know, I I was a little a little quirky in, in that department, but you know, still, you know, uh, did it work for me? Probably not, but yeah. you know, I don't think you're... I had to feel good. I had to feel good about it. Right. Right. I mean, if it, if it works in your head, I don't think you're alone though. I feel like I've, I've heard a lot of players that'll say, you know, you know, w- once they start winning, they eat in the same restaurant or they, you know, they, they have the same driver or they take the same route. Like you're saying, like, I think you're right that once, once something good starts going, so much importance placed on these two weeks that you're like, fuck, don't, don't change it. Don't change it you know <laughs> just keep doing right. whatever's been yeah. working just keep doing it so yeah you listen listen to the same uh the the same tape uh, you know does the, the, the same group the same band roy orbison you know every time jay and the americans every time you go out there i mean <laughs> you know it, it, pretty, pretty soon you're sleeping going you know thinking water you know the the songs but i mean you know it's what it's whatever you think does the best for you to play your best tennis you know, right or wrong, whether it works or not, uh, you know, it does it. I don't know. You know, there's no proof that it does. There's also no proof that it doesn't, yeah. but it's whatever makes you feel good inside of you mm-hmm. that says I've done everything that I can do to play my best tennis. Now let's go get it. Yeah. And, and, uh, so yeah, yeah, there you go. All right. <laughs> it's funny. Yep. Well, I like it. I'm just interested to see Iga had to, to pull out of uh, Rome. So hopefully she's healthy, uh, going in. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to a good couple, two weeks. We'll check in next week on the action. I'll be working it from here the first uh, eight or nine days. And then I head to to Europe for a little uh, wedding over there with Melina and uh, her family. So that'll be fun. Before we go, yeah. let's talk a little TV. I know you wanted one of your favorite shows had some news. Talk to me about that. What's going on? Oh, one one of my favorite shows is Yellowstone. And, and uh, there's some controversy whether that's going to come back. I think... Uh, you know, Costner, Kevin Costner said that's enough. And uh, so they're going to end after season five. I look back and I say, you know, I, I liked him in it and all that. But there's also, you know, so many other great, interesting characters, you know, in that that, you know, maybe you know, are hopefully, they, you know, they can uh, they can find a, a spinoff that, uh, you know, gets Beth and Rip and, you know, everybody that's uh on Yellowstone, you know, uh, without Costner to, you know, to come through and, and to continue on, that would be great. But I will say that the other night I, I, I watched, uh, with your mom, a, uh, special on one of my favorite all-time actresses, Catherine Hepburn. And, oh my God, uh, it was an hour and a half of going back of, you know, from, from her coming up and getting started in the movie business and, you know, what it took for her and how she did it. And, you know, she was a trailblazer in a lot of ways and, and then getting involved with Spencer Tracy and, and, and their, their love affair. And their, I, it was, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not really into that and great at that, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm, as I told you before, Brad, I'm an insomniac and I'm up at two o'clock. So to, to have turned that on, it's called uh, "Call Me Kate." I think that's what it is. Okay. Call me Kate. Nice. And it, it was it was amazing. And 
She is uh, she is one of my favorites, and uh, anytime I have a chance to see anything or read anything about her and and uh, you know what she did and and her giving to you know the movie business and 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 uh, you know and all of that was uh, was pretty special. But nice. uh, if you have a chance to see it. Tune in. It, okay. it was uh, spectacular. Okay. Um, I don't think you're going to have any problem with them finding a spinoff for Tombstone. I think they already have like two prequels to it. Uh, Yellowstone. Or Yellowstone. Yellowstone. What did I say? Tombstone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yellowstone. Yeah. Yellowstone. Well, we'd like to see another Tombstone, Yeah, that'd be good, too. too. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> a yeah. great movie. Yeah. One Show I Got, Secession, has their series finale this Sunday. Uh, pretty good show on HBO. Really interesting. Uh, kind of goes into like uh, power and media and all that stuff. I'm sure everyone knows it out there. Ryan Cox was in it. Series finale, pretty good. Kieran Culkin, really good in it. Uh, Macaulay's brother, one of the better characters on TV right now. And uh, everyone's kind of interested to see how it ends. going to be shocking, I'm sure. So everyone get caught up and tune in. And uh, I think that's it. Uh, I know you got to get to bed. You got a uh, golf tournament tomorrow. You're going to have to check in, let us know your score. Don't do what you've done before where like you tell us you're going to tell us the score, but then it doesn't go good. So then you don't update us the next day and then people are left hanging. You got to like, let us know here. Come on. I'm not going to, I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'll, I'll, I'll even send you a copy of my card. How's that? Perfect. Uh, give, give me the proof with everyone's signature on it with all the boys on there. That'd be good. You got it. <laughs> all right. Fun being with you as always, brother. We've had uh, last couple episodes have been uh, terrific. Tune in. Stay with us. You can follow me at Jimmy Connors on Twitter at ADV Connors mm-hmm. uh, for our podcast. You can follow Brett at Brett underscore Connors on Twitter. That's me. And that's you. That's me. Where I think else? That's it. How about, uh, that's it. Go get in bed. Drive safe up there tomorrow. Tell everyone good luck. And uh, we will check in next week during uh, during the first round, first week of the French Open. Sounds good. Love you. Love you too. Peace. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.